Is this normal? It's probably nothing serious. Maybe I'll feel better tomorrow. Emergency symptoms can be good at hiding. That's why you shouldn't ignore symptoms like chest pain, high fever, trouble breathing, or severe stomach pain. They could be a medical emergency in disguise. Thankfully, an Eastside ER is ready to serve you 24-7 with fast wait times and dedicated ER experts so we can quickly help turn your questions into answers. Visit eastsidemedical.com. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is cared for by Eastside Medical Center, providing quality care to Gwinnett County and the greater Atlanta area for over 38 years. And hello again, everybody, and welcome to Gwinnett Business Radio, another award-winning edition of Gwinnett Business Radio. I'm Mike Salmon, alongside Stephen Julian from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Mike. You know what? One of the many things that makes this an award-winning show? You. We, no. And the well, guests. Thank you. And, yes, definitely the guests. Also, we take care of those who take care of us. Love is what makes a Subaru. Get big savings and enjoy a hassle-free experience at Subaru of Gwinnett, where people sell cars. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com and join their family today. Come in and see the difference. Or maybe you're already a Subaruist and follow Subaru of Gwinnett's Facebook page and other social media pages for the latest Subaru offers news and community events. Our guest today in the program, Stephen, is uh, David Shabson. He's with The Value Track. Also, Monty Ortel with the Mitsubishi Electric Classic and the Gwinnett Sports Commission, alongside Mike Maloney with TPC Sugarloaf. We're going to start with uh, David, David Shabson, The Value Track. Good morning, David. Good morning, Mike. How you doing? Doing great. Tell us about The Value Track. What does your company do? Uh, the Value Track comes out of about 20 years of consulting with small businesses and working with those owners to help build value, therefore the Value Track, and work towards a successful exit in their business, selling for what they deserve to get out uh, for the next phase of their life. So you're the founder and the president. Talk about your past experience and what led you to starting your own company. Ah, well, <laughs> that that's a, that's a long story. I'll make it short, though. Started out in banking and finance early on, and then 12 years with a, a large global uh, chemical company, uh, doing a lot of work in finance and mergers and acquisitions, and left them coming up almost 20 years ago now to start up the consulting practice. And the value track really is just a distillation of seeing over and over and over again over 20 years what goes on with business owners and what the issues are and things that, problems they really run into when they start to think about selling the business. So when they start think about selling the business, when is the best time for a small business owner to start thinking about selling their business? That's a great question, and I always answer the day they open the doors to the business, right? Because when we talk about exit planning, there is a lot to do around the actual transaction. But what we find is most business owners get very, very, very uh, stunned and horrified when we do evaluation 20, 30 years down the line when they want to sell next month or next year. And if they're starting to do the right things in the business from the beginning, it, it makes it so much more smooth. And they're building value from the beginning. I, I know that there are probably a lot of mistakes that business owners make. Uh, well, one of the things I was going to say is you ask the typical business owner, they'd probably be able to tell you what they think their business is worth. But you probably get to tell them what it's actually worth or what it could be worth. And a lot of times those numbers are different. So here's my question. What are some of the biggest mistakes that business owners are making today that is hurting their value for when they do uh, exit the business later. 
Great question, and people have yeah, different ideas of what their businesses are worth. Usually, they're not terribly accurate for a lot of reasons. Um, but the, I would say, I'll go back to what I said a moment ago. If they're starting to do the right things, all those good things that one ought to do in their business from the beginning, they're way ahead of the game already. So it's really uh, the biggest thing we find is not understanding and focusing on value. Right? Typically, we, we look at getting more sales and more sales and more sales and more sales. That does not translate directly to value. Um, Translate to income, <coughs> not value, right? Income, yeah. yeah. And even profitability does not necessarily equate exactly value in a business. So it's getting that understanding to know what to do, how to focus on value as opposed to other things. Well, I want to follow up then, David. I don't want to give away all the secrets, but what are some mm -hmm. things that people can do to make their company more valuable? Yeah, I, I'd say a few things. One, one, and this is sometimes difficult for the owner or owners to hear, uh, we always say make yourself irrelevant. In other words, irrelevant. Irrelevant to the business. So... Two comments yeah, I've already there. got that taken care of. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, very good. So if I'm, uh, it's all about looking at it from the perspective of a buyer. If I'm going to buy your business and you are running the business and you have all the relationships and you're doing everything, I'm going to buy it. You're walking away. Well, what am I buying? So we try to get, the, get across an understanding to build up that management team and all the staff. And what I say is if they can go away for four months, have no communication, come back, and the company is thriving, that's ideal. That's one. That's one. That's one. You spoke about, and, and, and Stephen mentioned how a lot of folks don't really know the real value of their company. They seem to probably, and I'm assuming, think it's a lot worth a lot more than it really is. Has there ever been a? There's never been a time where someone actually thought it was a lot less than what you thought it was. There have been. Really, there have been. I, I always I always uh, calculate about seventy five percent are are way high. Um, some some just have no idea, and that's great, and they're honest, and we can and work with them and educate them. And then we have had a few cases where um, either they just have never had a valuation or gotten any input, and they just assume it's lower. In a couple cases, we've seen where the valuation really wasn't done very thoroughly, and it was it just came out lower. So that that is fun because we're bringing good news, very good news. And the other interesting thing, actually, on that note is it, when evaluation is done early, it gives business owners information and they can make decisions so in this case actually that you're asking about Mike it's really interesting but when it comes out to be worth much more it can often accelerate their exit and and so it, it's you know they might shave off a few years where they were planning and thinking they had to work a lot longer so starting with an understanding value is important speaking of understanding value should you only have an evaluation done or evaluation done when you're thinking of selling or would it be something that you should do every once in a while uh, I would say every once in a while. So what we talk about is even if the sale's not imminent, we can do a really simple and really close and really effective estimate of value early on. And what it becomes is, is a benchmark, right? Now we know what it is and we can do that annually and, and really kind of show the impact of, of them focusing on value. So let's talk for a minute. Um, we're speaking with uh, David Shivzen. He's with the Value Track. Um, and uh, let, let's talk just briefly about your relationship with the businesses you work with. Is that relationship one that can be a one-off thing? You come in and, and do a full valuation, give them a report, here you go, I'm done, and walk out the door? And I know that's not ideal, but do you offer that? And then two, how long do people typically work with you? Is it a, a matter of years? Is it coming in every month? I mean, just kind of talk through that process. Yeah, definitely. We can definitely do the first part of your question is uh, come in and give them an idea of value and walk away. Um, and, and that's great if they can take that and work from that because what we're doing in addition to giving them a number is sharing with them how the valuation is done 
and that will give them some insights in what to do. That's a forward. good value, by the way, to offer is to come in and do it just a one-time thing. But go ahead and speak. Can I use that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Okay. Free. Yeah. That was uh, trademarked to yeah, David Shivs, and I give it to yeah. you. Very good. Beautiful. It's on. The, it's being recorded. And uh, yeah, but typically after that, what we'll do is is do that value, set that stage, understanding what their goals are. We'll do a full-on analysis of the business, what's going on. We actually talk about it as if we're doing a due diligence, as if we're the buyer. We're going to examine everything and look for the opportunities, those areas to work on and fix. And, and, and typically, we're working with them then over time, each month, depending on the situation, what, what pace we might work at. I understand you have a seven-step process to help improve their quality of life and allow these uh, owners to exit on their own terms. you want to unpack a little bit of that? Yeah, I'll do that briefly. We've touched on some of it. The first thing is really just having a conversation, understanding where they're going, if it's a single business owner or business partners. We're spending a lot of time with them, often with family, whether they're in the business or not. And really first understanding what their goals are and then sharing a lot of options, really, that they're typically not thinking about. So it's that conversation. And then we're looking at value. Uh, we'll do that assessment, that due diligence to see what's going on. Uh, another key piece of that is their advisory team. And that we're taking a look and seeing what, uh, who they're working with currently. Sometimes there uh, is a gap in that seat because we want all those advisors around them and talking to each other throughout the whole process. Uh, then we'll start working. We'll help you know, basically implementing some of those recommendations. Uh, the sixth thing is, and this is somewhat overlapping with the others, but start to talk about what that exit structure could be because there really are so many ways. And finally, help them through whatever that transaction is. I also noticed uh, looking on your website that uh, you certainly can do one-on-one. -on -one. You certainly can do the value, uh, you know, one time come in and, and do evaluation. But you got you also work. Uh, there's there's a workshop. There's some stuff you do maybe in groups. Is that am I reading that correctly? Yeah, yeah. We can do different things. We can come out and just speak to an audience. We can do a workshop having business owners in the room and getting a little bit more focused specifically on their business and start to work. So any people uh, in, that are in chambers that are listening uh, in the area or even uh, beyond the area, that I mean, that would be a great lunch and learn workshop, I would think. Yeah, those would be fantastic chambers, professional associations. One of the nice things about what you do is every business owner has some level of interest in your topic. You know, hey, are you ever looking to leave your business? No business owner has ever said, no, I want to I want to die at my desk and, and just stay there until the very end, right? Yes, yes. I'll, I'll say yes, and then I'll say... Um, Disclaimer. Despite that, despite that, so many are not taking any steps, though. Exactly. Yeah, they're just not getting going. Unfortunately, what we get a lot is referrals from uh, for, for business situations where an owner's had a health issue and there's more of an emergency kind of thing because they're waiting. You know, we've, we have business owners that we work with come across in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, literally, and they're all, not all of them, a lot of them will say, ah, you know, I got five, 10 years, right? And, and they may, and that's great, and I hope they do, but they really need to be planning. And it's not just for them, frankly, right? It's for the families, for the legacies, for the companies, the employees. So get started is what we say. Just start doing something. The Value Track is the name of the company. Are there certain verticals that you are, find yourself more in, or do you work with all t different types of companies? Uh, great question. There's a few buckets. Um, I'll, one is that manufacturing, supply chain, distribution world. Uh, second is professional services, a lot of engineering firms, um, uh, design firms, architecture firms, those kinds of things. Uh, and then a kind of a medical bucket, and that's 
kind of broad in there, but a lot of it uh, lately has to do with the aging population. So a lot of companies that are servicing that that market. And after 20 years, I got a lot of different kinds of industries you know, coming back at me. Great, great. Yeah. Well, as we get ready to wrap up the interview, David, let me ask you this, uh, and I'll let you kind of take it wherever you want. What is it that you bring to the table that maybe some other companies that do similar things don't bring to the table? Great question. And I think what we do is is that very comprehensive approach to working with our clients. That seven-step process, like I say, is, is comes out of 20 years of experience of working with hundreds of businesses and business owners. And just the very hands-on attention to, to the clients. We're, we're looking at their best interests and we're not trying to sell some product along the way. We're really trying to find out what's best for them and their family. Great. So for those that would like to find out more information and look more into your services, where can they get that information? They can get that at my website, which is getonthevalutetrack.com or give me a call, 770-329-5224. Great. David, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Mike. Mike, before we get to our next guest, I want to remind everybody that uh, Gwinnett Business Radio is cared for by Eastside Medical Center. Quality care close to home. Eastside Medical Center has been a community health care leader for over 39 years, nationally recognized for patient safety. Eastside focuses on delivering quality care, quality care with exceptional outcomes by using the most advanced technology and experienced physicians. For more information on Eastside System of Care, visit eastsidemedical.com. All righty. Thank you so much, Stephen. Our next guests uh, are, are kind of, uh, there's a relationship here. Monty Ortel is with the Mitsubishi Electric Classic and the Gwinnett Sports Commission. He's the executive director with the Gwinnett Sports Commission. And Mike Maloney is the general manager of TPC Sugarloaf. And obviously the connection is the Mitsubishi Electric Classic is played every year at the TPC Sugarloaf. You are so, so wise, Mike. I know. Wise beyond your years. So first of all, welcome back to the program, Monty. Uh, thank you, Mike. Hey, Mike, great to see you. Great to see you as well. Well, Monty, first of all, congratulations. Our first time since we've had you, since you uh, were uh, became the new executive director of the Gwinnett Sports Commission. What's that transition been like? You were the the uh, the manager of the Mitsubishi Electric Classic. That's not the right title. What were? Uh, tournament director. director. Tournament you director. And now you're with the Gwinnett Sports Commission. So what's that transition been like? Well, there, the, the way the Mitsubishi Electric Classic uh has been set up is it, it falls under the Gwinnett Sports Commission. They've been uh, involved from the beginning on bringing professional golf back to TPC Sugarloaf and Gwinnett County. Uh, and so it was an easy transition. My uh, Still my, my boss is Stan Hall, uh, who is now the COO of the GCVB. Uh, and so it was a nice transition for, uh, for me, and, and it's just it's another – we kind of joked about it a little bit earlier. It's it's just a lot more to do. <laughs> so, uh, but thank you very much for that. And it and, and it's exciting to do something a little bit different. The one thing that uh, I wanted to make sure um, was part of the program and the transition was still being intimately involved with the Mitsubishi Electric Classic. That's um, I've been doing it for 15, 16, 17 years now, uh, and it's something I love. And so I wanted to make sure that I just didn't hand that off. Um, but I'm still heavily involved with the event, and uh, but the transition has been great. It's been great. Talk about the impact that that tournament has had on the community since the inaugural Mitsubishi Electric Classic in 2013. You know, the history of professional golf here at TPC Sugarloaf goes, <clears throat> goes back many years. And so uh, when the former Bell South Classic and AT&T Classic um, uh, went away, I believe it was back in 2008 was the last year of that event, uh, the history right was there and so when 
uh, a group of select individuals in the PGA Tour wanted to bring golf back. Uh, it was an easy transition. We've supported uh, many local charities through the event. Uh, the impact is tremendous. I mean, the, from a business perspective, uh, there's no better way for uh, entities and, and, and sponsors to engage and entertain their clients at our event. So it's not only on the business side, but also the charitable side of it as well. So um, professional Mitsubishi Electric Classic came back in 2013 at TPC Sugarloaf. And so uh, since 2013 to um, now, uh, we've donated over $2.3 million back to charity. So we're very proud of that, um, and it's nice to work uh, in an organization where uh, we give every single dollar back to the community. And uh, Mike, uh, from coming from the uh, from the course at TPC Sugarloaf, one of the cool things as the Mitsubishi Electric Classic has been building since 2013, one of the cool things is the golf course uh, and the whole area has been changing. You guys have undergone a pretty major renovation. Talk a little bit about that. We have. Um, actually, well, I was here probably three years ago, three and a half years ago, right, right before we started to kind of make the announcement and kick things off. Um, it, uh, you know, the 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 club opened in 1997 um and so it was it was time um i think also um you know some some design features in golf have changed and evolved over over those years so really you know what we have done is um you know not only developed a better product for our members um but really just kind of you know kind of modernized or you know refreshing the the club and and rebranded um, it's been a, uh, a really well-received renovation. We've spent over $20 million uh, doing the, um, the, the Lifestyle Center and the, the three nines that we have there, um, the uh, golf clubhouse. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're really positioned uh, to be very successful moving forward. It's been really well-received. And, in fact, uh, one of the cool ways to kind of kick off the end of the renovation was uh, a pretty famous name coming to see his handiwork, correct? We, correct. Yeah, we did. Uh, we had uh, Greg Norman out uh, probably about a week and a half ago now. Um, this was actually uh, his first North American design. Uh, it was TPC Sugarloaf. Um, so the, it holds a special place in his heart. And uh, he and his team were intimately involved along with our team from the PGA Tour um in in the renovations um and so he came out uh to see where it landed how it turned out and uh to say he was excited and impressed all at the same time would be an understatement um he actually played the the last nine that opened um with a couple of our guests and then one of our members um who who we uh who we drew at the at the q a so pretty special day for for that member who won or is that private information yeah, uh, it's sure. not. It's not private. Of, of course, Greg wins, right? <laughs> so well done, well done. <laughs> Let me ask a general question about you. You hear about golf courses being renovated. When we talk about a renovation, and now this was a you know about a three year project mm-hmm. at TPC Sugarloaf. What does that mean exactly? Does that mean that the, the, the turf was replaced, the greens were replaced, the course was redesigned? What does a renovation actually mean? Well, so it's a good question because it can mean a, a number right. of different things, right? So um, it can mean everything from rerouting holes or, uh, you know, just to um, different grasses, as you said. Um, in our case, um, we basically uh, replaced uh, all of the irrigation, um, which is uh, a pretty big undertaking. Unfortunately, you don't really see it because it's in the ground, um, but it does help us provide, you know, premier con- playing conditions throughout the year uh, to have a state-of-the-art system. 
Uh, secondly, uh, we we changed grasses on the golf course. Um, we were Bermuda tees, fairways, and bent grass greens, um, which anybody who plays a lot of golf in the Atlanta area knows having bent grass greens um, is, is, is a bit of a trick, especially in the summer. It's a cool season grass. Um, so we went to um, Zoysia tees, fairways, and then Bermuda greens. Um, which is now becoming, um, you know, the, the Bermuda green um, is in, in the south or in warm season is, is really the ideal playing surface that, that you'd want. So um, before, when it would get extremely hot, we would be a little nervous. Um, and now the hotter, the better. So it was a, it's been a very enjoyable summer the last couple of years as we've had those new greens. Uh, Monty, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a question right in your wheelhouse. I don't know if I can ask you an easier question. Okay, so the pressure's on you. For for those people who uh, are in the sound of our voice, especially those who live in the area or are close to the area and have never been to the Mitsubishi Electric Classic, what are they missing out on? What what are they going to experience if they you know what what makes it different? Because I think people see golf on TV. And maybe they went to a tournament one time or a couple times, but but that fan that can become such a major fan of this event, what are they missing out on? I think the biggest thing is is the experience of being in an unbelievable setting. It's a very relaxed setting. Uh, our tour, the PGA Tour champions, every single professional, which is our product, uh, is recognizable, and I've I've been in the business for quite some time, and I'm still when I walk into the clubhouse, I look around, I'm going, oh my goodness, I've watched these guys for years on television, and they're standing right in front of me, uh, and that's still something that is is special. And you can't take that away. I mean, you can um, you can't duplicate that most anywhere else. And the the professionals are, I would say, 99% of them uh, get it. Uh, they're very sociable with the with the patrons, um, and and I mean during our pro am we have we have boom boxes playing on the on the on the in the golf carts and we've got cigars and it's just very approachable. And for me, growing up watching golf, playing golf, and then going into uh, going into this this profession, um, being able to have the opportunity to, to be right next to talk to. Uh, take a picture with, get an autograph from. I think that's probably one of the biggest things. And then the second thing is just the experience being being part of being part of uh, an event. Um, it's unlike a, a football game where you walk in, you walk out. It's an all-day event, and and you can come and go. You can um, bring your family. It's just fun. There's a reason why the greatest PGA Tour event happens in Georgia in April, right? Tour championship. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm sorry, the Masters. Yeah. And then oh, I was going to say Mitsubishi Electric okay. Classic exactly. personally. Well, uh, I said PG, I thanks, said Mike. sorry, I said <laughs> PGA. PGA I didn't say Champions event, right? So uh, so there's a reason why they do that in Georgia in in Georgia in April and you guys there's a reason why this is the best Champions event is because it's that's one of the reasons because it's in Georgia in April. Um, let me ask this Monty. So I asked about the individual uh, coming to the tournament. Now speak a little bit about uh, you know we are business radio X. Speak a little bit about uh, what a business owner, uh, what a what a business could get being part of the uh, tournament, whether it's the pro am or being part of the hospitality tents. Talk a little bit about that. It's interesting because uh, my my senior sales um, guy Bill Marriott uh, and I were just up in Wisconsin uh, on Monday, and we had the same conversation with the gentleman who was going to make a decision on sponsoring the event. 
And he said, why, why should I be, you know, basically we're making a pitch, right? And uh, our tour, professional golf, the PGA Tour as a whole, from a B2B standpoint, is the best of any professional sporting event. The statistics show it. The feedback shows it. Night and day difference. And so the ability to have a sporting event go all day, you're with your client or your whoever it is, your prospect, with you all day. We provide the best food and beverage, um, and I've done many events. This is probably the best uh, catering and setup. We put a lot of money into that. But the focus isn't isn't on the field all the time. So you might have a client for 15, 20 minutes of interaction and engagement. For us, it can be it can be all day. Uh, and so that's one that's one of the aspects. The other one is we provide. Tell me what sporting event. Uh, you can play with. You can't go out on the field with Matt Ryan and play catch before his game, before an NFL game. You can't do that. Yeah, I tried once. It didn't go well. It doesn't go well. Yeah. You, 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 yeah, you get taken off. Yes, quickly. exactly. Uh, we have the ability to play with the folks that you're going to see the following day in competition, 18 holes of golf, and that experience provided to you, your client, that'll be talked about for forever. A lifetime. A yeah. lifetime. So it's just those those unique things that we have to offer, and it's you know it's um uh, that's what that's why clients come back year after year after year because it works. All right, Mike Maloney uh, of TPC Sugarloaf. I have a uh, kind of a secret question for you. You know the course probably as good as anybody else, uh, probably better, especially after this renovation is done. Uh, well, Monty is saying maybe he does. Okay, so uh, Monty he, in his office, they do a lot of uh, quality assurance okay. out there. So, so here's I'm not my so, so sure. here's my question: if quality I, assurance. Okay. If, right. if I come to if I come to watch uh, the tournament, uh, is there you know what are some of the best spots? I'm not going to make you pick the best, but give me two or three really good spots. Not if I'm if I'm not going to follow them, where do I need to camp and, and enjoy the tournament? So um, I'm going to be a little biased to uh, 18 green, um, as Monty touched on, and and you know th- this is my first uh, time at a club with a, a tour event or a PGA Tour Champions event, so I wasn't really sure what to expect. Um, the access that the fans have to the players is like no other. Um, my kids don't watch golf; um, they they think when I have golf on, it's boring. They they leave. Every year they can't wait to go to the Mitsubishi Electric Classic. They stand on the, uh, you know, right by the 18th green. Every player that comes off is signing, uh, is anything they want. They're talking with them. Um, they're they're out front of the clubhouse. You know, you walk outside the clubhouse and you've got John Daly out there with 10, 15, 20 kids yucking it up while he's waiting for his car. That just doesn't happen. Um, so I would say uh, 18 green. Um, and 16 green, uh, the grandstands behind 16 green, uh, it really um, is, is starting to become a, a, a kind of an, an event of its own out there. Nice. Um, so uh, I think that they, uh, one of the vendors out there was doing uh, dollar beers for any birdies that were made. And so, God forbid, one of the players misses something that the fans consider they should have they should have made that putt. You do hear the the moans and groans out of the out of the grandstands. Um, which becomes quite entertaining, uh, but um, Monty wants to chime yeah, in. No, I think no. I just want to say one thing to, to bring it back to an earlier question to Mike about the golf course. We're fortunate, not only our title sponsor in Mitsubishi Electric, but also the tournament staff and the professionals that play every year. 
we I, I don't hear of any other golf course that they play and they play 27 times at 27 different golf courses around the around the world four different co- countries 18 different states uh, I never hear them say I like somewhere else better and there's there's some continuity with with the, with the professionals on this golf course they think year in and year out and shoot Bernhard Longer mentioned it uh, two years ago about the conditioning he just played Augusta and he said our fairways here at TPC Sugarloaf are better than Augusta and uh, and uh, we we about fell out of our chairs it's hanging everywhere in the clubhouse right that's now. right <laughs> the newspaper clippings so so even after this renovation um, and coming out of it the feedback the product is unbelievable and and the professionals are eager to come back because of the layout the design the conditioning um his superintendent is is tremendous so anyways i wanted to bring that full circle because it's the product that we have the ability to to build on play on is unbelievable so monty's choice is follow the golfers around because then you'll see the beauty of every single hole is that your there you go go. but i would say 18's the 18's just beautiful uh beautiful backdrop uh you've got the monster board that sits right in the right in the pond there the little lake so you can't beat it i can tell you something that the players uh really enjoy about this event as well as just gwinnett um it coming to this part of the country uh having everything that atlanta offers within 45 minutes of downtown um what we have right here in gwinnett outside the gates from from dining standpoint to downtown duluth and those sorts of things it's it's probably i mean you might know better than i monty but it's probably their favorite area to go to not just necessarily the the golf course of of where their tour stops are so um brings back a lot of memories most Mm -hmm. of the guys that are playing here played in the bell south and the at&t um they're with the same caddy from 20 25 years you know however however long ago it was um so you get to hear a lot of good stories and um and so I think it's a bit of a, a, a sentimental trip for them, uh, you know, walk down memory lane to come back here. Speaking of the professionals, Monty, I know the uh, the uh, this year's uh, PGA Tour Champions Tour uh, season has come has come to an end. Uh, so looking ahead to 2020, uh, what can we expect? Do we know some of the golfers that are definitely coming for next year? So I'll, I'll highlight a couple um, a couple players that that have recently uh, turned 50 and uh, one. I don't know, kind of a unknown name called Phil Mickelson uh, turns fifty coming up. Uh, now, does that, does that guarantee he will come, or do you no, have that, any that, idea? So, so he's eligible. He's eligible. Uh, I believe that Phil Mickelson, specifically to him, is uh, he he feels that he, as long as he can compete at the highest level on the regular tour, the PGA Tour, he's going to try to do so. Uh, that being said. You can't beat Father Time sometimes with uh, with these 20-year-olds that are bombing at 340 yards. Uh, you can't. I mean, they're just better, faster, fitter. Uh, and at some point, he's going to have to say, "I can't. I can't. I can't do this." Uh, but I have a feeling that the feedback we're getting is he's he's going to start picking a couple different events um, on on the PG Tour Champion schedule. Hopefully, we're one of them. Uh, I know he has. Um, He's been a winner at been a past champion, past yeah. champion of uh, TPC Sugarloaf in, in the Bell South. So, um, Ernie Els just turned uh, 50 this this year, so he is um, committed uh, to playing a, a, a if not full schedule, a very close to full schedule. Uh, names of Steve Stricker. Uh, he has not been to this event yet, but uh, feedback is he is planning on coming. Uh, Tom Watson is he has scaled his schedule uh, way back, but he we we remain on his schedule. So. Uh, and Scott McCarron, who just won the Charles 
Schwab Cup. Um, he's he's our past champion of 2019. So we've got a great fit, and I could go on and on. Miguel, Angel, Jimenez, and and the list goes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, local favorite Scott Perel, uh, top ten in, in the year end standing. So uh, our product is good, um, and and the folks coming on the tours is pretty strong. And shoot, Tigers, Tigers right around the corner too. So let's not forget that. <laughs> All right, well, Monty, I, I I'm going to speak for Mike for just a second. If you would like the two of us to reach out to Phil and and personally invite him from Business Radio X to come to the Mitsubishi Electric Classic, I'd be happy to do that. You know, just send him an email. <laughs> <laughs> he's on your speed dial. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speed dial? Did you just throw down speed dial? <laughs> yeah, he's on my he's on my favorites. He's on my uh, fave five. <laughs> I got you. Uh, most important question for you guys is for those that would like to find out more information, get tickets to the event. Uh, you know, we have a lot of business leaders that listen. They, we, we, you know, looking. You're always looking for sponsorships. Want to go out and maybe entertain their clients, as we talked about earlier. Where can they get all this information? Uh, just go to our website, MitsubishiElectricClassic.com. Um, you can navigate through scheduled events. Um, we just opened up our volunteer registration site. Uh, and within uh, 18 days, we already have over 200 volunteers that have signed up. Um, and, and so you have the opportunity to not only be attend the event, but be inside of the ropes uh, at the event, which is a pretty unique experience. Uh, all the information is on, on our website, MitsubishiElectricClassic.com. And, and the whole community really gets behind this, don't they? And, and, and I think Mitsubishi just recently renewed their naming rights, did they not? Well, we, uh, uh, yes, uh, but we're, we're, uh, we haven't made that, uh, uh, well, I guess we just did, didn't we? <laughs> did we just break some news here? Yeah, thanks, Breaking Mike. news <laughs> on Business Radio I, I thought I'd seen the story. Okay, uh, we'll so, but, rewind but, that. But no, I, I'll, I will answer that. Uh, yes, there has been a, a commitment to extend uh, for a, a several more years uh, to keep the event here at, at TPC Sugarloaf. Uh, details uh, of that uh, announcement are forthcoming, uh, <laughs> but no, we are excited about that, and that's that's uh, not only the commitment to Mitsubishi Electric uh, train and HVAC here in Swanee, which which purely enjoy the event hands down, and uh, and we we put on a great product, and they're they're excited yeah. to continue. So, uh, and also the direct impact to to the community from a from a charitable standpoint, we're pretty proud of. Well, guys, thanks for coming back. Thanks for the update. Great to see you. I wanted to let uh, Mike give a chance to uh, uh, say what, uh, how can people play at TBC Sugarloaf even before the tournament? Where do they need to go? What do they need to do? Well, um, we are a private club, so we would they be need happy to become to, members. Uh, correct. They there need to become go. members. TPC.com backs, backslash Sugarloaf. Yeah. Um, the membership this year has been uh, been really busy, as you might imagine, after all the work that we've done. Um, so we're we're looking forward to that, and always looking for good people. If, if they come through us and we give you some names, maybe that maybe we could uh, grease the wheels a little bit. To, no, always open to. New you know, members, Monty right? has a bunch of rounds that he has the ability to. Oh, you know, so I see how he keeps kicking them my way. You notice <laughs> well, that when Monty came in, what four or five years ago, six years ago, however long it was, he took Stephen and I golfing. Yeah, we have not been invited back there's since. A good well, reason there's why a reason we why. stink. Well, well, well. <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with you. You know, he's now the executive director of the Gwinnett Sports Commission. So, I mean, he just he rolls with a different crew now. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I never forget who's the king of the castle at Sugarloaf. <laughs> Let me just tell you that. It Steven. wasn't us. Monty Ortel, <laughs> Mitsubishi Electric Classic, Gwinnett Sports Commission, and uh, Mike Maloney with TPC Sugarloaf. Thanks so much, guys, for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thank you.
Mike, before we finish the show, I want to remind everybody that hard work pays off. Hard work leads to rewards and opportunities. This business cornerstone is cooked into a career at Waffle House. The recipe is simple. They'll give you the skills to lead a team and take care of customers no matter what your background may be. Then you're off on a great and rewarding career. A career in a place with a family atmosphere that promotes success, inclusion, and a genuine care for customers and teammates. Go to whcareers.com today and learn more. Maybe the Mitsubishi Electric Classic needs to have a Waffle House truck out at TPC. That would uh, we might have to get on that. Boy, we got a lot of work to do, Mike. Apparently, apparently you're making us do a lot of work now. Okay, my fault. Uh, thanks again to David with the Value Track for joining us as well. Also, our producer, Amanda. A reminder, you can listen to the show or any of our episodes anytime by going to businessradiox.com, select the Gwinnett Studio, and then click on Gwinnett Business Radio. Also, follow us on Facebook and on uh, Twitter and on LinkedIn. We're at Gwinnett Radio X. Unfortunately, um, Phil Mickelson has already called me back, and he said he talked to Matt Ryan, and since I tried to get on the field, and I, that was a bad situation, I, I might have hurt his chances for now. But he said uh, I was acting independently of the Mitsubishi Electric Classic. Kobayashi and uh, Joey Chestnut both called as yes, well, and they yes. said congratulations on that thank bagel you. challenge thank you, you did thank this you, past thank week. You. Yeah, uh, that is my one sports skill. You ate a lot of food. vast quantities That was amazing at yeah. 101 Bagel Cafe. Amen. All right. Again, thanks to our listeners. We'll see you next time here on Gwinnett Business Radio. Thank you.